Welcome to another episode of Woo for Thought. <laughs> you tricked me. But we're doing uh, driving to the driving res. to the res. We're doing a Woo for Thought. We are doing a Woo for Thoughts, and you can find Woo for, woo thought. for thought at dot com. Yes, indeed. You go there. There's uh, on the menu. It says Woo for Thoughts. Yep, on top. You have to look at the top. It says mm-hmm. Woo for Thought. Click on that. Click on that, and then you'll find it. This yes. is an article that you wrote a few Essays. woos ago. An essay yes. you wrote a few yes. woos ago. Yes. And we're talking about it because we want to. Yeah. And the energies we want to explore around this essay also include and integrate the energies of censorship. Uh, and shadow ban and blah and mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. And the message of light and the message of dark. Yes. And the message of light, dark. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. And also a um, reminder that a couple of things. A couple of things. A couple of things. One of them, these essays are provided for free. That's right. right. The price is zero. Zero. It's and called you have free, an option. Free 99. Yes. And you have an option to become oh, a, s- a patron of the light. A patron. Which means you pay to get them, or you pay to read them, but you don't have to. So that payment goes towards Larry and I and our life, and f- to pay the bills, and to... Buy gas. Buy gas and ice cream, and go on holiday. Gas is five bucks now. Yeah. So or fix so our you house. Know, it costs five bucks for gas. <laughs> fix our house. All the type of things. All the things that a person regularly needs in a Western world. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. To do for the, uh, or once. Right? Thank you for the patronage. Yes, so thank you for the patronage. And to buy more crystals, of course, because Larry does the crystal photography. <laughs> Indeed. Anyways, a couple of things. What's one of them? And the other one is that we're actively being shadow banned all over the internet, all over the world. So the other request for you to do is to share the essays and this video everywhere. Everywhere. You can repost it. You can... Send it to people. Direct message them. Direct message. Email them. Create a printout with a QR code and put it on your store. All the things. Right. All the things. Remember, part of creating the new paradigm is creating the new paradigm. Yes. And that also means... It's not a passive process. No, it's not a passive process. And it also means creating new forms of connection. Yeah. Okay. We're using the internet. We're using platforms that are now uh, very clearly like dark um, and controlled by AI's right, left, and, right, right left, and center. Right. We used to call it a logarithms. And algorithms. Now, algorithms. now we just call it AI. <laughs> now we call it AI. So it's up to you to <clears throat> break through that shadow banning and send this video and this podcast everywhere. It's on video and it's also on the podcast channels. Yeah. And also go to inelia.substack.com, have a look at Woo for Thought and share those essays. And if you do like a read, if you're a lectorian, then uh, you're going to really enjoy the actual written article. I written essay. The written essay. Yep. Yeah. This one is Pandemic Mavericks. The Pandemic Mavericks. Mavericks. Incidentally, when I yes. Google that term, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I used Google, but you know, when I researched it. Yes, you don't use Google anymore. There were no pandemic Mavericks, but there is a f- NBA team called the Mavericks. Oh, really? And there uh, was a thing called pandemic, but there was wow. no pandemic Mavericks. Wow. 
That's amazing that my essay didn't come up. And when we tried out the AI to ask her about, to ask it about Inelia Benz. Oh, yes, we did ask the novels, the names of the novels, which were printed many, many years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Many years ago. My books have been printed for a long, long time. And it said, uh, there's nothing I can say. Or I don't have any data about that book because must it have, must have been published after, after we the, stopped. I stopped gathering, uh, gathering data on the, the, yeah, in yeah. the internet, which was 2016 or something. I don't know, 19 or 17. I don't remember. 19, maybe. There is no... Which is has written no books. Right. So that just shows you that it's not an illusion that my content, our content is being shadow banned, removed from searches, engines, and from people's awareness. And even their emails. Or even their emails. Yeah, today we learned that <clears throat> when um, an email is sent from my, um, my domain, it, do- it doesn't even arrive. It can't be delivered to people that have Gmails and you- Yahoo mails. <laughs> it cannot be delivered. <laughs> <clears throat> right? So that's why... Go to Substack and get them that way. You're going to have to be and empowerful. Share it. You have to empower as well as being empowered by this message. You need to be empowering. It's okay? em- I call it empowerful. Empowerful. Okay. Yes. But, you know. That word means a few clicks. you are doing it. You're yeah. the one doing it. Yeah. You have to do it. We're writing things. Yes. It's at the request. Yes. Yes. It's at the request of you, honestly. Yes. And yeah. you have it. Yes. You don't have to write it. No. You don't have to talk it. Mm-hmm. You just have to share, share it. it. And now, this is the important part. People are going to read what supports their choices. Choice. Yes. So don't feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be causing a battle or this and that. Believe no, me, they'll just be it. able to read what it is that supports, supports them. them the most. Yeah. Because this is a human collective message. It is. Yeah. So, you know. There's one little bit of insight. So go be empowerful. And yes. it's okay if you have a conversation with someone because, I mean, that's used to be what we used happened to often. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you often used to have a conversation with people. Right. Yeah. And so might as well have a conversation with people about topics that are of importance to you, too. Yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to enter into a battle to have the conversation. You just have a conversation and you're open to hearing. It's like, yeah, okay, the that's discourse. Nice. Yeah, right. They mm-hmm. might have a question. Mm-hmm. They might have an insight. They might have a like disagreement, disagreement, argument, it whatever that they might want to go into, right? And you're going to exercise your empowerful muscles and yes. how you engage or not engage in the low frequency thing. You know, right? If you have a low frequency invitation, it's like, oops, yeah, yeah I did. No, thanks, I thought that I thought this would be something else. I didn't mean to, you know, start an argument or anything about it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I won't send you anything like that again. Yeah, that's and it. You know, hey, yeah, you know, it's like. I misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Pandemic, Pandemic Mavericks. Mavericks. Yes. Shall I read a little bit or shall we just go into it? Because I think it's, a, it's a long essay. It's an essay. It's not an article. But um, I think that you should read some. Um, so basically, the first part of the essay goes into the type of people or the individuals on earth who from the very beginning started talking about a pandemic instead of a pandemic with regards to COVID-19. 
They were and coronavirus. They were instantly and completely and totally aware and knew and know and saw it coming a mile away and mm-hmm. were ready for, prepared for. They had and it in spoke their it and spoke it and they and said spoke it. it. Yes, yeah. And um, there's a when I when I looked at it, there was one particular guy who talked about how um, upset he was. It was on a Telegram channel. I don't remember where I saw it. But he was really upset about the fact that one of his favorite spiritual teachers had been completely and utterly silent about the whole pandemic thing. Not a peep. Not a peep. Until two years later. And after two years of silence, he came out and said, you know, this is a pandemic, you need, you mustn't get jabbed, blah, 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 blah. And he was really upset because, in his opinion, he made it, he did, this guy didn't talk about it until it lots, of other, <laughs> lots of other people were doing it and it was safe for him to say it. And he felt, this man felt that his teacher should have said it right from the start because part of the responsibility of being a guide and a teacher is to guide and teach. And if he knew this from the beginning, he should have said it so that other people who weren't sure but were his students would have had clear indication and information to say, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to look closer. Yeah, I'm at not least, do that. At yeah. least I'm going to look closer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, I think that one of the things that's worth mentioning is it's part of the articles, your, I guess, experience of it when, when it, when it came to be known, oh my gosh, we're closing down the world. We're having a pandemic. There's viruses everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's uh, spoken about. That's quite a bit of. Good chunk of the article. I thought it was quite funny too, because I remember driving down the road and (laughs) I was in so much data coming in. Yes. And I fell for 9-11 when it happened. You did. I yes, did. I saw did. it happen. I knew it was an intentional act because after the first one, then there was a second one. It's like, yes. oh, well, that wasn't an accident. Right. But I didn't know, you know, mm-hmm. at what scale that accident Had was. Happened, yeah. I just knew that it was an intentional thing. And then a narrative came that answered my question. Yes. So I was like, okay, well, that's it. We got to go blast the shit out of them. (laughs) You fell for it. Uh. (laughs) Oh, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. It took us some time. Yeah. But at one point or another, the expansion of awareness, or I don't know what, at some point, it became clear that all am goshness. Yes. So with the COVID thing, all of this data is coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, a maverick is a person that goes against the narrative uh, that is being expounded. Mm-hmm. The thing that was interesting to me about that situation with the, the spiritual teacher and that guy who was so angry about it was after that thing happened, a lot of people that we listened to and their people that they listened to started coming out of the wood woodwork saying they were the first to talk about this thing as a pandemic and it was all false and it was here to kill people. The jab was here to kill people and that the whole pandemic was a pandemic. It wasn't real. It was a false flag thing. And they had been the first to say it. And I'm like, how can there be so many firsts, right? 
And then I cringed a little bit because I wanted to put up my hand and say, no, 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 I was the first, right? I, I wanted to do that. But I couldn't because I wasn't. No. I wasn't. And no, because the I, first I, reaction I had was like, I was quite happy, actually. <laughs> I know. I ordered extra strong masks yes. and goggles over the masks. Yes. Because, you know, you know gloves, you gloves, very, gloves, very sensitive to all these yes. virus bugs and yeah. germs. And, you know, you know, you don't like to use the ketchup in the restaurant. I Matter of fact, don't. I have to do the ketchup in the I restaurant. I still don't. And the salt. I'm well, the automatic salt shaker yes, and the automatic but, ketchup squirter. Right. But the virus thing was just an excuse for me. <laughs> it was like, I made it my favorite enemy, viruses and bacteria. <laughs> yes, I remember. It's like, and, <laughs> and I have a reason you for were it. so happy. Yes, oh everybody's God. got masks. Everybody's the, wearing masks. They can't breathe on me. Everybody's <gasps> wearing gloves, so they can't so touch nice. stuff. So look, when I touch stuff, I don't we touch We went to them. the restaurant, and there was curtains, so nobody's... Oh, my gosh, Nobody's yes. breaths were getting close to yes. us, and the kitchen, the table was clean, clean. and spotless. Yeah, and the and ketchup and the salt, they didn't even... It was disinfected. It was disinfected. It was like you were in heaven. I was in heaven. It's like, yes. well, thank you very much, world. I yes. guess this is the new paradigm. Yes. I, I was it. in heaven. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But... One question impinged in there. Well, as we were driving, I was quite happy with the whole thing. You know, it's like, for me, it was like <laughs> stay heaven. Home? Okay, let's stay heaven. home. We always stayed home anyways. <laughs> right? Oh. And I didn't like going into public places because then I had to touch stuff that other people had touched and I hated that. Yeah. Right? So but, we're, we're a pandemic cheer, cheerleaders. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I didn't believe you were. in, I mean, from the beginning, I said, this is part of the plan. If at any time they do like a vaccination on a needle or something, don't take that. That's going to be deadly, right? Right, right, right. So saying that I liked viruses is not saying that I liked jabs. That's, That's a very important distinction. And in that, I was one of the first mavericks because I've been saying it. For a while now, saying, even from 20, I can't remember when, 16 or something. Some whiles ago. That the plans were coming in and one of them was going to be a type of needle jab or something, right? So don't do it if they offer you a jab of some sort or like a sticker with a needle in it or even a chip thing that you need to put in your body. Don't do it. Don't have that inserted into your body. Don't have anything inserted into your body, in fact. So yes. it's you, very different. You were a maverick about that. Right. Most of One of them. Yeah. One of them. But with regards to the virus being a lie, no. At the beginning, I really wanted it to be true. I really did. And even after that, I wanted it to be true. We were driving down the street, down the mm. road in, in 112 in we front of that, those res. rocks. No, no. We were going to the res. Driving to the res. We were driving to the res. That's when we had to be careful not to... To make sure our car was waxed well, so we didn't get COVID on our truck. Right, because right. the cops at the race told us that there was COVID in our road, it was it. Nice. And uh, it catches on the car. So we have to be careful when you're driving and maybe not drive into the race because we might bring the COVID virus on, on the our car. Truck. So I did say it's I on would the wax, road. wax it and it makes it slippery. Yes, you said you would wax it and make it slippery because then the viruses don't catch. Can't stick very good. Can't stick very good, yeah. To the cop. This is a cop, right? He said, that's oh, a good that's idea. that's a good idea. That's a I great think, idea. That's the thing that'll work. I think it'll work. Yeah. 
Anyways, we were driving to the race, and then Larry decided to ask me a question. It was a question a few years ago that was on many people's minds, especially the ones that were like Mavericks. Yes. Is, did this virus come from a bio lab, or was it naturally from yes. this uh, wet market? Right. So this was at the beginning store. of 2020. It was like very beginning. The head. whole thing had just been released. Yeah. About this virus, and there were people fighting about this. It was a Wuhan fish market. Was it the government that created government, it? It was the first Chinese few days, the very the first few days. And you were really getting into the information, and you couldn't figure it out. Yes, so where did I it asked come it. from? Like, just so tell me. Tell me. Just tell me, honey. Where did this virus come from? Do you did think it, it came from, from a fish market or government created Is it? it Genetically engineered yeah. bio lab weapon mm-hmm. thingy. Larry always asks me really big questions, and my first answer when he asks me a big question is, do you really want me to look-see, or is it just a commentary on the situation? Because a lot of the time he asks a question as a commentary, and not really asking I, something. I'm just trying to get her to answer the right way. Mm-hmm. A commentary, right? To, like, bolster my position. Right. So it's a question to bolster right. my position, not yes. really a question. Right, right. So he said, I really want to know, can you look? Because yeah, I... I didn't. I couldn't have a position. I was like, mm-hmm. both of them sound good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know which one. Yeah. So, if you're new to this essay and this podcast, I have to tell you that since I was a tiny little kid, I realized that the way that I perceived and saw the world and my senses of perception and gathering of information were different to other people. So, for him to ask me, "Can you look?" It meant going into that expanded sense of perception that I grew up with. A different perception, not the regular five senses or limited that we usually use every day to, in everyday life. But it was a larger look. We might call it a, a mystical skill or a psychic skill or all sorts of names. Yeah. But it's very simple. It's just a different use of our perception. Okay. Right. That's the way I can see it. Anyways, I closed my eyes. And you looked. And I looked. I followed the energy line, right? I've been looking all online for weeks. Not weeks, days. Days. <laughs> and so you just closed your eyes and looked. Yes. Which, okay. it's, a good, it's good to have both. It is good to have both, yes. Because if without one or the other, you can't even know what to look at. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, yeah. look at this. This is a burning question. Which one is it? Yeah, so I focused on the word virus, and I was I had the coronavirus in mind. I had the COVID virus. You had a little ball with the little puppies out of it? No, What did no, you have? I just had the word and the knowledge of the human collective about this virus. That's what I had. Okay. And I started looking for it to see where did it come from? Where did it come from? Okay? Because every single, every single thing in the universe, whether it's a dot of sand or a massive country or... The whole planet or an, the entire water body of the planet, all of it has a signature, a very specific, unique signature. Okay? Everything has that. So when I looked for that virus's signature, I got nothing. I looked and I looked and I looked. I got nothing. There was nothing. So I scanned again and again. We kept driving. Crickets. I couldn't find the thing. 
nothing. I was really confused because I was very fond of it. You know, I was very fond of the massive virus. And right? it should work. You should be able to see it. And I usually can detect something very quickly. Yeah. So then I decided that maybe I'm not familiar enough with it. So maybe I'll it try something. novel, right? Brand, brand new, never brand existed. New, whatever. We don't, maybe we don't know its signature. Maybe we can't really it's see like, what it is. can't relate to the signature. I don't know something. what was going on. So I decided to find the common cold virus because I've had colds all my life, right? And everybody I know, most of the people I know have had cold virus, colds. So, yeah. Pretty common, right? Yeah, you go to the doctor and say, well, it looks like you have a virus. There's nothing we can do because... We have a cold. We don't, it's a cold virus, you know? Yeah, just, that's a common a cold. cold. Yeah, There's common nothing. Cold virus. We don't have no shots for that. Nothing. There's not, you just take some aspirin, yeah. get some rest. You'll be that's okay. True. You'll be fine. Drink or plenty of water. maybe I need an IV, but no, I can't give you antibiotics because that's not for viruses. That's, viruses, that's for, for bacteria. bacteria. Right. Yeah. But if you want them, I'll give them to you anyway. Right. If it makes you feel it better. It makes you feel better. Yeah. But it's really bad for you, so don't do that. Yeah. Anyways, Anyways, I looked for the common cold virus and I found nothing. Again, nothing. I scanned the entire planet. I couldn't find a thing. I think it's because they're so small. No, yeah, no. they're teensy. You weensy, can find weensy, an weensy. atom. You can find a quirk. You can find anything. Okay, nothing. Okay. It's not because they're small. No, I couldn't okay. find anything, and I started getting upset about this. Right, <laughs> viruses are my favorite enemy, and the knowledge came in. The knowing came in that I didn't want to accept, right? And what was that knowing? It was uh, virus- da, 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 da. Okay, go ahead. Viruses don't exist. It's too late now. It's cats out of the bag. Yeah. Viruses do not exist. I opened my eyes and I looked at Larry, who's and still she driving. Said the one thing that... Because he was being really quiet. He usually stays really quiet so that I can look in at something, you know? Yeah, I'm driving, going around the corner. I was thinking, I, I bet you it's a bio weapon. It's probably a weapon. <laughs> well, what were you thinking at the time? It's a weapon. It's got to yeah, be a weapon. It's I think it's a weapon. weapon yeah, yeah. yeah, that's probably a weapon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy no pangolin story. What the hell's a <laughs> pangolin anyways? Make up a freaking weird yeah. animal and say it's from that. Yeah. Who's eating pangolins? So I looked at him and like I was devastated. Like, And it must have shown in my face because he said, is it bad? Is it like a bioweapon? It's really bad, isn't it? It's a really bad bioweapon. It actually It's going to kill everybody, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to need to double up our masks. Yeah. Maybe no. get oxygen filters. No, I said it doesn't exist. There is no COVID-19 virus. There's no coronavirus. In fact, there are no viruses. Viruses don't exist. What? <laughs> Uh, well, honey, that's too bad. Maybe have another look, because we can't say that. <laughs> you said, no, don't no. say that. No, whatever you do, please we don't, don't need, say it. We don't need that kind of a purge. Oh, no. <laughs> like, she knew immediately I was going to talk about it publicly. She can't just, just can't keep her mouth quiet no. about something, this something like that. No. no. Mm. And I knew that she was going to say it. And then I knew I was going to have to face everybody who'd know my wife doesn't believe viruses exist, for yes. God's sakes. Everybody knows they exist, honey. I know. Everybody they have pictures knows. of them. Yes. And you they have million-dollar biolabs. They have biolabs yes, everywhere, everywhere for them. They make bio, uh, like uh, virus weapons and all over uh-huh. the place, right? Viral, viral vector loads, yes. ve- all, all this the stuff. Things. Everything. All the things. So if you say they don't exist, then we know you're, you lost it. Yeah, yeah. But she also knew it was true because I'd looked and I'd seen it. So. Yes, I didn't know how to reconcile that with reality. Yeah. 
How do I reconcile your seeing with what I know is exactly. real? Exactly, me too. I mean, it's like, geez, I don't want this to well, be real, but I know I, it's real. I, so I took this as a lever. You know yes. what the lever is? What? The lever was, well, when I was in high school, I had one teacher who was above and all over every other teacher I ever had in my entire life mm-hmm. up until through all the schools and everything. That one teacher mm-hmm. who had essentially one string sentence that changed my life forever, kind wow. of a sentence. Yeah. And it was like, truth, everything. Truth it. Never assume anything, anything is, is true real. without yeah. truth in it. proofing it, truthing right. it. Right. right. And so our entire oceanography class was spent truthing <laughs> newspaper articles. And, Brilliant. Oh, my And gosh. Newsweek article yeah. and articles that were written and yeah. books and statements and things like that. And so when you brought in viruses at Montreal, it opened this lever to like, well, have you ever truthed viruses? <laughs> have you ever examined it? Right. No, actually, I haven't. I, haven't. I just assumed that. A billion trillion dollars later, they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But that was completely incorrect. Our process then went into, um, well, as soon as we got signal back, because there's hardly any signal on that highway. Mm. I went on my phone and I started like, our virus is real, right? <laughs> and, um, and then I immediately saw, because I don't use Google, I immediately saw a whole bunch of articles and scientific research papers and stuff about that viruses have never been real and they were made up to for the pharmaceutical whatevers. And this has been known for years. Even the very first person who invented viruses, people around them like said, well, that's not real. That's not even scientific method or anything. It's just made up. But it was very profitable. And it was like more and more information started coming in Um and you can find it. But I grew up with the scientific method. I mainly studied science in school. And the part of the scientific method that is often forgotten, okay, um, is the, the opposite, right? It's the, the one that says uh, for you to disprove what your thesis is. What, this, it has a name. What's the, what's the name? Of, oh, yeah, there's falsifiable hypothesis, okay? So in that method, you have a, a, a viewpoint or a thesis or something that you think is true and real. That's and your hypothesis. Yes. And then you do everything in your power to disprove it, that it's not real. You try to falsify it. Prove that it's not real. That way you, your hypothesis is, is not real. It's not true. This is the scientific method that is, uh, to me, the most effective. So that's what I did. And the more I tried to do it, because I read papers, I read um, scientific research and all the things, the more it proved that I was right, that viruses did not exist. Because everything that they used to prove it right was actually made up. It was literally made up. There are no images, it's all artistic whatevers, right? And the same images are used for all sorts of other things, explaining what those are. It's just debris, debris from bodies, dead bodies, debris, whatever, breaking up. Particles, uh, particles and stuff, all sorts of stuff. stuff, yeah. 
It was like, oh my gosh, okay. Really? Because it's like the foundation of a lot of things. You pull that out and it's like, that's a lot of stuff crumbles. It's just like 9-11. You pull it apart and you go like, oh, everything starts to crumble. Viruses, you pull it apart and like, all these things start to crumble. So to me, what I saw was the important energy of being the maverick in your life, Mm -hmm. in your environment. I saw a lot of people that I felt would see this clearly fall away and put on masks and jabs and all Withdraw sorts of things. even, or become Withdraw. cheerleaders, yeah. which we were going to be virus cheerleaders until we actually looked. No, not the virus. Well, yeah, the virus, but not the jabs. Ever. Not jab never, cheerleader. Never. never, never I ever, talked ever. about don't get a jab in 2017. No, I'm not I may have been one that. of the first ones, right? I may have been. Before they even had the idea of a shot, which of course they, they already did, had. They already had it because I but saw the plan. before they had the shot. Yes. Before they had the Shot the actual made up. made up. Yeah. Right. They hadn't created it yet. Well, they had created it, but they hadn't like released it, it. released it, okay, turned it on, whatever. It. Yeah. Whatever. Before it even existed. Yeah. You I said, knew what was going to be in it. it. And I said, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't do that. Right. And it was really tough for me because I loved viruses. And here it is. You know, I believed I didn't no longer believed in jabs doing anything but harm the person. But it was still really tough on me. Right. Um. But I said it anyways, because this is my truth and I saw it. And I didn't try to cotton, cotton glove, it. glove it or You didn't anything. say, I think that they don't. It's like, I looked and they and I don't. I didn't see it. I looked, there is none. There, there is, is no none. wet market and there is no bioweapon. No. That's a virus. Right. There might be a bioweapon that's a toxin of some kind. There's toxins, and There's I knew that toxic the toxins things. would be in the jabs. The toxins are definitely making people sick. The toxins sick. are probably yeah, in the jab. Yeah, yeah. And so anyways, anyways. the Mavericks, um, I would say, like, this, jeez, you know, it's like, <laughs> There's a lot of fear of speaking your truth. And I know that a lot of people who spoke their truth, whether by not wearing masks during the pandemic or by speaking out and everything and went in with an energy of warrior. Like find a they, battle. they found a battle and most often they lost. Yeah. A lot often. of these mavericks that went into battle are dead because... They died of weird things like cancer and strokes and things like that. That happened a matter of a week or yes, so. Yes, yes. And a lot of them didn't die and they're still speaking out, right? That's true. They are. But they speak out in a very different energy. Here's the information. Become aware of it. Make the right choices for your life and your health. That type of energy. Mm-hmm. Which in a way I think we have done. I think so. Yeah, Because this is more, to me, this subject... You know, it's like it's more important for me to clarify that speaking our truth in a way that is non-partisan is more important than getting into um, a punching match with other people that have different views. And the reason why I like to express in that way is because growing up, my parents were university professors, okay? And they were intellectuals. And one of the things that they would do would be to have parties at my house with other intellectuals. 
And one of the party games they used to play was a game that was played, uh, done, I don't know, Socrates' time? I don't know, Plato. I don't remember. I was very small when these things were happening. Where, and people who are academics will probably be able to give it names and the per- people who used to use it. It was a form of generating new ideas, which was which meant you chose a topic and you chose two people to um, argue, hold a, position. hold a position on that topic. It didn't have to be their position, but they needed to win that position. So a debate. A debate that you had to win. Okay. And it didn't matter what you thought personally, but you had to take a position and make that position win with the other person. So you argue with that person and debate this position or this topic until one of them won, until the other person said, I can't argue against it. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't argue against that. Right. I'm, I give in type thing. And so we did it. And me as a very little kid, I saw very quickly where those narratives went or where those discussions came in or didn't come in and how uh, most of the time I saw that the person who really truly thought that their position was actually the truth usually lost. That's a surprise. And the person who had had to take the opposite position usually won. And that became very curious to me. And then I figured it out very quickly as a little kid. It was because the person who had taken the position to be contrary, not because they believed in it, didn't have a personal investment in the result. So they couldn't be triggered. Ah, good right? point. I they can see how that worked. Yeah. And yeah. they kept on point. Because if the other person started insulting, that was not part of the thing that that would disqualify you if you insulted the other person. But often they would, right, to try and win. They argue, like, the argument went into personal insults. Mm. The person who didn't feel insulted was because they didn't believe that anyways. So they would bring back the discussion back. To it's the almost like if you insulted me about my belief, it's like, yep, you're right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's go back to the discussion. And I started getting in there and doing these things as a little kid. And I would always win because it didn't matter to me what side I would take on, right? Now with this pandemic thing, it's like to me, it's important that when you see a truth, you speak it. But don't argue. Don't go into an argument. Don't go into like that, I need to win this. The battle. The battle, yeah. That's not going to bring anything to you. Right, because like the information bias, you will have proof. They will have proof. Everybody's going to have proof, and they will only see the proof that supports their hypothesis, which they will call the truth. Actually, they won't even call it a hypothesis, right? So, just state your truth and don't go into the the thing into the energy of battle. I actually didn't put a mask on during the pandemic. I only did it once when we went to an office of a person who was triple masked and had a glass cover on there and we needed her services as a um, person who's uh, a public, what is it called? The, when you sign in front of a person that is qualified to take your signature. Power of attorney. Notary, notary, notary public. Notary. She's a notary public, mm. right? And she's a really nice person. But she was very clear about 
if you want to see her or how her service is, you had to do all this in, and the pen that you used then went into a bucket that she would then disinfect. Yeah, dirty pens. Right. You That's don't want to be in the dirty pens bucket. No. You? So that is the only time I put a mask on. And it, I was to make her feel comfortable because I wanted her services, right? So when I say I didn't wear a mask when going to the stores or anything, it wasn't to prove a point or anything. And many times I remember walking around and I see people with a mask and I would see their eyes going really like, like, and I, some people just avoiding where I was in the aisle, but the, like anger behind their eyes. And I would look at them and smile really big and say, hi. And then their eyes would automatically smile and they couldn't get angry anymore. So it's like I didn't, even though I was feeling really negative things about them, because it was it's like... It's hard a, not to even... How could you become aggressive about this? How could you believe these things? You know, how, 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 how come... It, the judgment then didn't take over my response because I knew this is about a split. I knew that this was their higher self saying, this is what I choose. I choose fear. It's, I choose power over others. It's like the position in the debate. You're yes. picking one side or the other and you're not invested in the other exactly. one. Exactly. Being right or wrong. Exactly. It's exactly just a position. That. It's just a position. Right. Period. Right. So it was all good. I mean, I did get some aggression, but it was because Larry was being aggressive. Because I do have a position. <laughs> he did have a position, yes. yes. I didn't have too much battle, but I had protection. Yeah, you did. So, you know, yeah. don't mess yeah. with my woman. <laughs> right, you did, yes. Even if you're an old, retired lady, <laughs> 10 yes. feet, 20 feet away, yes. you're getting it back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yes. was funny. But I took the, if I was surrounded by people and asked to leave the store, I took it as a higher self decision of, I shouldn't be in this store. There's something very negative here. This is not your this store. This is not my store. So I would leave. Yes. Right. We found our store. Yeah, we found our stores. Yeah. So, it, you, know, you know, and with the mask thing, you know, I didn't do masks either, except for one place. Yeah. Do you remember where I'd always wear the mask? No. Washburns. Washburns. <laughs> yes. Yes, the store at Because the everywhere else it was random people who's I'm not... Invested in... Invested in a yeah, position of, right? Right, right. But at the store, the big narrative was if you're bringing in Corona, you're killing all the... Grandmothers, grandmas, and you're going to be banned from the res, man. Ejected. Oh, my God. There was a lot of social... Tribal consequence and pressure, mm -hmm. yeah. and I just couldn't do it. Right, but right. I did. I did chin mask a little bit. Yeah, and throat one. Yeah. but at the same time I wore it, and I felt like such a um, what's the word? Traitor um, <laughs> to your cause. <laughs> I guess traitor to my cause. More like a bit Coward? spineless. Coward. Cowardly. Yeah. I felt cowardly to do it, and so yeah. one day I decided I wasn't going to anymore. Yeah, and you know what? Nothing happened. Nothing except for, oh, thank God. You're so brave. It's nice to see someone who's not afraid to, you know. Show their face. Show their face. Mm -hmm. Who's not afraid of, you know, these things, you know. So demonstrating no fear. Mm. The demonstration of no fear was refreshing. Mm. And 
Nobody ever told me to put one on. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone who did say anything were like always, oh, I wish I were that brave. Kind of, I wish I were, I wish I had that whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that that is part of the point here. Mm-hmm. It's like, be real. Be real with yourself. Right. Don't put yourself in danger. Don't no, it isn't like war. shove don't, it in their face. Don't shove it in their face. I just right? had made this decision that, you know. But it has to be internal, right? It's, it's for you. It's an you. internal position of yes. held. I'm holding and standing in my strength. This You're is right. my store too. Yeah. I want to go in here. Mm-hmm. And I know there's nothing to be afraid of. And in my reality, there's nothing this is serving besides making everybody else afraid. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to be contributing to other people's fear. Right. Because I'm too cowardly not to, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. not going to be my reason. Right. So, there wasn't a combat. In, there was an internal combat for a while, but then it's... Well, I mean, it wasn't a combat. I didn't do that people. to have a fight with people. Right, right, right. I yeah. didn't do that to prove myself right or wrong. Yes, exactly. I just was me. Right. Without cowardice, mm-hmm. without fear, just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Anyways, the essay goes into a lot of all sorts of interesting things. Uh-huh. Talk about one of our favorite um, mavericks, Dr. Yes, Cowan. Yes, Dr. Cowan. And also other things that are not true in our reality at the end. Oh, honey, right? don't bring these ones. Yeah. So no. you need to go there and read those. So they're very end of the essay. There's three, three more items. not viruses existing. Yes, that you might think they do, but they actually they do. Don't. And then you look at it and you go like, what? What are you, crazy or something? Yes. Well, yes, we are. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> and that's quite fine. So go to Woo for Thought at Substack. Inelia.substack.com. Yep, yep. Look up Pandemic. Pandemic Mavericks and their role for the Human Collective. And yes. down at the bottom of the essay, if you make it that far, you'll find three things. Yes, you do. You will. That you are can. equally um, Ma- not true yes. as viruses. viruses. There's as false as viruses, as basically. false as viruses. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay, then. I think that was a nice time. Yeah. I enjoyed I our co- so. talk. Okay. It's nice just to talk. Yes, it's nice to talk. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah. Bye, honey. <laughs>